Hello, I'm Bishop Shane Parker, and this is ADO on the Move for Saturday, June 13th, 2020. Welcome you all to this new podcast, ADO on the Move. This is an opportunity for me as bishop to tour the diocese and to connect with people and to connect people to one another across the many ministries and parishes of our beloved diocesan church. This last week, I had the opportunity to go up the line on the Quebec side and visited briefly with the Reverend Susan Lewis and the Reverend Eric Moran, who are the associate incumbent and incumbent of the Parish of Western Quebec. And uh, we had a nice chat on their porch, which you'll hear later on. But for now, I'd like to uh, bring you into an interview that I had with Gordon Johnson, who is the harpist that plays the signature piece for this new podcast, as well as the bridge music. And I'll be talking to him a little bit about what church musicians are facing during these pandemic days. So I'm here at St. John's Elgin Street, socially distanced from Gordon Johnson, who is the director of music at St. John's Elgin Street and also our harpist. So, uh, Good morning, Gordon. Good morning. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. We're we're, we're distant here, so we're we're talking over uh, over a keyboard, amongst other things. Exactly. Gordon, first of all, tell me a little bit about the harp that you use to do the music for us. Um, I have a number of harps, and I tried them all out to see what sounded best—a little tiny Irish harp or a midsize. But actually, uh, my favorite harp, and the one I use for you, is. Uh, a large uh, concert grand made by Lion and Healy in the United States. It's really kind of the nine-foot Steinway of harps. Wow. It's the standard big concert model and beautiful instrument. I'm just so happy on it. Yeah. yeah. And and the pieces that you've chosen, where did they come from? Um, the piece that I chose for uh, to open your podcast with is actually a, a compilation of uh, folk songs uh, made by Joseph Cantaloupe in France, this, and they're the songs from the Auvergne, and they were arranged for harp by the American harpist Samuel Milligan. And uh, the other stuff is like bits and pieces from here and there. Good. No, it's great, and uh, people will be hearing uh, a good selection this morning. I'm, this it's going to be interesting. Oh, oh, I'm so yeah. I'm excited about your podcast. Yeah, so am I. It's been a lot of fun, Gordon. Gordon, you're 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 a longtime church musician uh, in the city, a longtime church musician generally. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like during the pandemic for for musicians, church musicians. You know, for church musicians, it's so weird. Um, when, when it first happened, I mean, I remember agonizing over, should I cancel choir practice or not? Should we tough it out? And, you know, we, we tend to say, oh, well, we're tough. We'll just get through this. But by early March, it was kind of obvious. Maybe we shouldn't be so tough. Um, I, it was very 
very strange for me after the first week. I mean, the first week is just, oh, I've got a Thursday off, I've got a Sunday off. But then to contemplate not doing it. And now here we are, we're three months into mm-hmm. it, and I am I am seriously wondering if we will have singing at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's and very I distressing. Kind of, I kind of yeah. doubt it. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it's been, it's been very, very weird. And as you know, everybody sort of agonizes over, should I do a Facebook fake worship or what? And in our parish, we decided to do a little video. It's just a little keeping in touch thing. Mm-hmm. So my rector records a reflection and I record a piece of music yes. and we send that out to the parish. Yeah. And that has been a real blessing for me to have a musical goal right. something that i need to do each week and pieces that i need to learn and practice and whatever sure. and uh it's it's been really a blessing to be able to come into the church and what facilitates me being able to be in the church is that nobody else is yes parishioners don't come Very in safe. nobody else comes safe in all the time. so it's a safe place mm-hmm. but i can you know, spend hours practicing. Yes. And now I'm just dying to play all my new pieces for everybody. <laughs> well, we, we can't wait to hear them, Gordon. Yeah. I think for everyone in ministry, uh, whether lay people or ordained people, we're all sort of wired to, to serve. And it's been so strange to just not be able to. Our instinct is to meet need, yeah. to cheer people up through music and lift their spirits at this time and exactly. to feel well, I prevented. Found, I found it interesting that when that I come here to St. John's most weekdays. I've tried to do that so I could regularize my schedule. Otherwise, as you know, the days time just, just, about time just blend into yeah. each other. So so I try and come here every morning. Um, I love going into the organ and practicing. There's nobody around. I can just make all the mistakes I want and practice, practice, practice. And on the opposite is my rector, who has had a very hard time coming to the church because every time she comes here, it's empty. Mm-hmm. And she became a priest in order to serve and connect with people. people. So yeah. whereas coming for here, here for me has been a way of doing my thing, to her it's a huge reminder of what she's not doing, the yeah. thing that she really yeah. was made to do. Right. Well, Gordon, you're definitely made to make music, and I'm really grateful to you for giving us our heart music and for taking this time to share your thoughts on on being a church musician in the middle of a pandemic. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Gordon. We're all going to hang in this together. And we'll get through it together, and we will recover. Things are going to be okay. God bless, Gordon. Thanks so much. Bless you, Bishop. Thank you. What would we do without church musicians to lift our spirits? I move now from the bustling corner of Somerset Street and Elgin Street in downtown Ottawa, way up the line, up the Ottawa Valley on the Quebec side to the village of Shawville, and my interview with the Reverends Eric Morin and Susan Lewis. So I'm here in Shawville with Reverend Susan Lewis and the Reverend Eric Morin, 
And uh, Catherine and I went for a Sunday drive on this beautiful Trinity Sunday, and we ended up at their rectory. So this is a warning to clergy out there. Always expect the unexpected. You never know who's going to come knocking when the bishop's COVID schedule keeps them away from doing other things. So we're just sitting, uh, standing out here on their porch, and Susan was just telling me about uh, uh, an event that happened here last week. There was an anti-racist demonstration. And Susan, why don't you tell me what happened during that? Well, it was just before we were holding um, a silent vigil on the sidewalk in front of the church. We rang the bell. We were going to be silent for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And just before we started, a car drove up and down Main Street with a very large um, white supremacist flag flying from it. It was incredibly disturbing and still is bothering me. Mm -hmm. Eric, you were there also? Yeah, I had to look up what the flag was because right. it, didn't, it didn't look nice, but not sure what it was. Yeah. And once we found out, it was quite shocking. Yeah. So while you were having the vigil, you didn't quite know what it was about, but you knew it wasn't a good thing at the time. How many people were gathered with you? Uh, there was just, there was under 10. Yeah. It was, it was short six. notice. It was yeah. short notice. Six or seven, maintaining social distancing. And yeah. one of the other pastors. Yeah. Um, we had we had looked it up right be- as soon as we saw it, mm-hmm. um, but others had seen it up and down Main Street, right. but didn't know what it was until I asked them if they yeah. saw the flag. So the idea that there's no racism in Canada was uh, blown out of the water pretty quickly for you guys. <laughs> uh, it's not something I believed in the first place. No. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do, and yeah. uh, you know it's very sad. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's more than sad. It's been heartbreaking. Yeah. Troubling. Very troubling, for sure. Is the congregation here racially diverse? No. Um, I would say most of the population up here are white. One of our pastors in our ministerial is black, and she mm-hmm. has a few black congregants from mm-hmm. up, um, just up the line a bit. Um, so it, it's not. Um we do have one member, we had one member uh, from First Nations. Okay. He passed away Friday. Oh, is that right? Oh, so it's, been, it's yeah. been a hard week. Yeah, for sure. Loss of innocence and loss of a valued member of your community <laughs> all in one week. And Gary yeah. was very integrated. You probably, you might have met Gary because um, he would have done smudging with that at the anniversary. Okay. So you guys have been um, broadcasting from the cathedral on Sunday morning, or from the cathedral, <laughs> forgive me, my head's, I haven't made the shift yet, broadcasting from the church here in Shawville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were saying that parts of your parish do not have either adequate internet access or just not internet at all? That's right. Is that the, right? the cell phone coverage is very bad up here yeah. as well. So, so uh, how have you been handling that? How have you been reaching people who don't have internet? Telephone tree, okay. And newsletter. And newsletters, both electronic and uh, hard copy right. that we've been taking up. So are people able to listen into your service from a landline? That's oh. what we're hoping to get to. Yeah, yeah. Susan's the techie between the two of us. That's and good. that's not saying much. Every family needs a techie. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a techie, but I'm the techie. Well, that's good, though. I mean, I think for a lot of us, we've realized that you start somewhere with what you have and eventually realize, oh, we can do that. There's this new piece of technology, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time... A few weeks 
unfold. You're doing more than you ever thought you would do. And Well, next week we actually hope to be using either Zoom or WebEx. I've been trying okay. to set them both up, but trying to find a number that would be local to all our folks because yes. one end of our parish to the other is not local. Oh, okay, so that's Keep the degree of difficulty as high as possible. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to, to rural Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we are uh, trying to set up, uh, trying to set that up, and next week we have a guest preacher uh, coming in, so we hope to have that all set up Good. so that we can have audio and video. Of her. Perfect. Good for you. So well, we keep trying new things. Yeah. Well, it's great to see you both this morning. I'm sorry if I quickened your heartbeat by knocking on your door unexpectedly. <laughs> Take good care and thank it you for all you're doing. You. God bless thank now. good to speak with Susan and Eric and to hear something of their ministry in Shawville during these pandemic days in, in West Quebec during these days. Distressing to hear about the incident of racism they encountered. Last week I was part of an interfaith Zoom meeting here in Ottawa concerning racism. Uh, faith leaders from different traditions gathered together and we stood in solidarity opposed to racism in all its forms. At one point, the Zoom meeting was Zoom-bombed by racists, and the chat began to register all kinds of vulgar racist comments, and these voices kind of spun around the Zoom meeting with, again, very, very vulgar uh, and violent racist comments. It was a vivid, vivid example of how racism is very much in our midst, and as one participant who is racialized said afterwards, you can turn off a Zoom meeting, but you can't turn off racism when it's directed at you uh, most days of your life. So please be very conscious of the systemic, the intentional, the gratuitous forms of racism that are around you, and be honest with yourself and look within you as well and put a check on any suspicion, any inkling of racist thinking or speaking or acting that's happening within you. This concludes our podcast for Saturday, June 13th. The podcast has been sound edited by Nicholas Piper with heart music by Gordon Johnson and technical assistance by Heidi Fawcett. May the gentle peace of Christ be with you and those you love on earth and in heaven. God bless and talk soon.